0: if you get that word out there so. alright, I, I want to back up and uh, make an amendment, not an amendment, not a correction but just an addition, a- addendum that's what it is, not a correction, not an amendment a- an addendum to what I said last week on the four blood moons uh, we spent some time on that that message is on the uh, podcast and you can find that, there's a note in the on how to find it uh, you can get on that podcast and listen to last week's message if you missed it But there are four blood moons coming in 2014 and 2015 at Passover this year. Right now, April 14th, uh, April 15th, 11 days from today, will be a full blood moon. Uh, It should be visible in Las Vegas, Nevada at about 11 o'clock, 11.30 p.m. on the 14th uh, because we're just almost into the next day. In other parts of the world, it will be the 15th, so it's dated for the 15th. Uh, I guess that's Greenwich Meridian time that determines what day it's on. Uh, so that's coming. And then uh, that's right at Passover. Uh, that begins Passover. And then the Feast of Tabernacles in uh, on October 8th will be the second blood moon. That will be taking place uh, on the Jewish holiday of the Feast of Tabernacles. The total solar eclipse comes on March 20th in between the two sets of blood moons, uh, A total solar eclipse, I don't know where that's going to be visible, whether that's here in the United States or on the other side of the world while we're sleeping, I'm not sure uh, on the data on that. But then again, on Passover next year, April 4th of 2015, is the third blood moon. And again, in September, the 28th of 2015, at the Feast of Tabernacles is another of the final of those four blood moons. And if you want to know the significance of those, we talked about that at length last week that uh, Israel has a history. Every time these four blood moons coincide with uh, holy days of Israel, some major changes happen within the nation of Israel, and that's a well-documented thing. But there was one other thing that uh, just was driving me crazy, and I wanted to get it and give it to you, and I didn't have it ready last week, that uh, in addition to those four blood moons and the total solar eclipse, now four blood moons, a tetrad of blood moons comes you know, rarely, but a tetrad of blood moons with a total solar eclipse comes even more rarely, and those are happening now, Uh, and the Bible said the moon will turn blood red and the sun will turn to sackcloth, meaning black, as ashes and soot. Uh, And so you've got those two things happening in the same set of circumstances coming up in 2014 and 2015. And then there's Another interesting prophetic sign that just was driving me crazy, so I just want to share it with you quickly. How many of you have read the book The Harbinger by Jonathan Cain? Uh, great book. If you haven't read it, you might want to read it. Uh, very interesting. It's a very readable book. It's fiction, so it's almost like a mystery. Once you start reading it, you just keep, it's a page-turner, man. You just keep going and going and going to find out what's coming next. But in the process of that book, he reveals some major truths from the Bible concerning our nation. And he documents the parallel between the destruction of the nation of Israel and its obliteration, and a parallel with the destruction of the nation of the United States of America and its obliteration. And it's based on a prophecy given in Isaiah uh, chapter nine, verse ten. Isaiah nine ten. Now Isaiah nine ten says, The bricks have fallen, but we will build with dressed stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will put cedars in their place. And uh, that sounds like a pretty good thing, you know, when a calamity falls. Well, Israel had been attacked by a nation, and great destruction had been brought upon Israel, and this statement came out of that destruction. As the leaders of Israel said, okay, well, we're going to rebuild bigger and better than ever. And they use those very words that are quoted in Isaiah 9.10. Come forward now, to 2001 and September the 11th when the Twin Towers collapsed and this nation was attacked and uh, great damage was wrought on this nation. The next day, on the uh, the steps of the Capitol building, the Majority Leader of the Senate quoted Isaiah 9.10, and said the bricks have fallen down but we will rebuild stronger and better than ever. Sounds really good, sounds religious. He even quoted Isaiah 9-10 in the process. The problem with that verse is, that's a verse of defiance. Israel was defying God saying you can knock us down if you want to but we're going to get back up again. I don't know it was one of my cousins I believe that uh, was in trouble and I think he got a spanking. Uh, because he uh, wouldn't sit down. And after his spanking, he finally sat down and he said, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. I don't know if that really happened in my family or if that's just an old wives' tale. But you get the point. And that was the statement that Israel made to God after they'd been attacked, saying, you can knock us down if you want to, but we're going to rebuild bigger and better. And it's the same statement that the United States of America made after the attack of 9/11. Instead of getting on our face before God and saying, "God help us, God guide us, God give us wisdom in how to deal with this situation," what is it we've done? How do we need to change in order to bring about your righteousness in our land? No, we stood up and said, "Don't worry about it. We got this. We, you ain't, you know." I'm standing up on the inside. We will rebuild. We'll, we'll get a, get the job done. It's a defiant statement, not a statement of submission. Well, the Harbinger documents that, and, and you'll enjoy reading that if you want to take the time to, to study that whole thing. There's a whole series of events that go along with that. But one of the things that he, one of the points that he makes in that process of that book is that not only were we, physically attacked, and physically the buildings fell down, but we were economically attacked. In fact, that was the goal of the attack on the Twin Towers, was to damage our economy and our economic system, because the Twin Towers housed all of the major corporations in our financial system. Well, it was also, the Twin Towers was also kitty-cornered across the street from the Wall Street Stock Exchange. The the New York Stock Exchange is kitty-cornered to the Twin Towers. As a result of the destruction on the Twin Towers, the uh, stock market was closed for six days, simply because of the chaos and confusion going on around about them there in, in that section of New York City. And so the stock market remained closed for six days. When it reopened on September 17th of 2001, the stock market took the largest loss ever recorded In the history of the United States stock exchange the stock market fell 777 points which is an amazing number by itself 777 don't let that be wasted on you Uh, we don't have time to get into numerology but there's some significance even in that number that's exactly how much it fell Uh, the largest fall in our economy ever up to that day took place on September 17 2001 Jonathan Cain points out that September seventeenth, two 2001 is the first day or New Year's Day on the Jewish calendar New Year's Day it's New Year's Day of the seven-year cycle of Jubilee remember in the Old Testament there was a cycle that if you uh, sold your land or became in in bondage to somebody, became a servant to somebody. It could only be for a maximum of seven years because on the year of Jubilee, everybody got to go home, go back to their property. All debts were canceled. All slaves were set free. Everything started fresh over on the first day of the new year at the end of that seven-year cycle. Jonathan Cain says, September 17th, 2001 was the first day of the Jewish New Year on the, at the end of a seven-year cycle and all debts were canceled. Yes, debts were canceled as millions and billions of dollars were lost in the stock market. God wiped out our economy. Well, that's enough. Except that, seven years later, God's economy runs in seven-year cycles. Seven years later, on September the twelfth, September the fourteenth, and I I guess it is of two thousand no September twelfth, two thousand and eight. Once again, our stock market took a crash. And the largest fall in the history, this is the time when major corporations collapsed. This is the time when the government began to bail out corporations and car manufacturers to the tunes of billions and 700 billion dollars and all of these things as we pumped money back into the economy, trying to rebuild it. That happened in 2008, September the 12th, 2008. Would it surprise you to learn that September the 12th, 2008 was New Year's Day on the Jewish calendar? That it happened on the precise day that God says he wipes out all debts and cancels all debts and starts new. September 12, 2008. It happened in 2001. It happened in 2008. Well, Jonathan Kane didn't say anything more than that, but I will. Fast forward another seven years. You can do the math. 2008, seven years makes it 2015. And the Jewish New Year falls on September the 12th, 2015. Every stock market analyst in the country today is saying our stock market is overheated, it's overinflated, the entire world economy has been pumped full of phony currency, and we're being kept up on unrealistic terms, and many calamity howlers are saying it's going to go any minute. It's going to go any minute. Well, if God's cycle continues the way it has in the past reference, you could expect that on September the 12th of 2015 the first day of the Jewish New Year another reverse will take place in the stock market and notice that September the 12th 2015 is 16 days before the last blood moon of this fourth blood moon cycle well hmm that just gives you pause go wow what's that all about is that possible Oh, you bet it's possible. Did Pastor Dean just say the stock market's going to crash on September 12, 2015? Uh, It looks like it. It looks like it. What does that mean? I'm not sure, except times are short. God's at work. God's moving. With all these things added up all into one ball, all at one time, all coming together in one place, What a coincidence, right? Either that or God's at work. Okay, I choose to agree with you. God's at work. All right, that's my first sermon. So you can take that to the bank for what it's worth and just don't put it in the stock market because it'll disappear. (laughs)